Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. What groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist? Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents here on Community Radio 3CR. One minute past nine o'clock. It is a bright and sunny Saturday, the 25th of March. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Tim Morrow. And if I actually put my uh, my mic on, that would um, work better. I was actually trying to get the height right. And I actually still think it right. works better when your mic's switched off, Pierre, but, you know, I guess that's just me. Th- that's right. Thank you, Giselle. <laughs> but, you know, given that I've been, you know, last week, there was you weren't here, so I had to switch on my mic, I'm afraid. Oh, listeners, I'm so sorry. I, I do apologise for what I subjected you to last week in my absence. That's right. Um, and, and of course, um, what are those details if people want to contact Australia Asia Worker Well, links? that's right. Asia Pacific Currency is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you do want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so find us on those social media platforms. But you can also email us at aawl at aawl.org.au. And, um, and of course, thanks to Soda Breakfast, that program and the music break that you were listening to that I had to unfortunately um, shut down because we were running over time was by George Tallick, a mix of West Papuan music. And on this program, we'll have the usual roundup of, uh, of uh, news uh, items around the, the region. And in the second half of the program, we'll be hearing from Mikyung Ryu, who is the International Relations Officer of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, who will be explaining the role of um, the unions in South Korea in the popular mobilizations against President Park and the subsequent impeachment of her and what's going to happen next. So they'll be coming around... Um, Oh, there's one clock missing here, probably around um, quarter past nine o'clock. But we might First as well... up, that's right. First up, news from around the region. And we're going to start right here in Australia uh, on a victory. So after a fight that lasted two months, workers employed at the Palmolat Dairy Factory won their right to secure employment contracts and wage increases. The company had tried to introduce a new agreement that would have increased the number of casual and contract workers, limit union rights and offer minimum, minimal increases to wages. The workers received great support from their unions, the AMWU and the ETU, as well as from other work sites and unions across the country. This attack was the latest by a large company to try to break a unionised workforce so that employment standards and wages could be lowered. And of course, we did see that in relation to the CUB dispute, which also ended in victory. I think, Pierre, this does signify that um, these kinds of attacks are going to be coming at us very, very quickly. And it is going to be very critical that we defend each and every one of them. Yep, yep, that's right. And uh, I'm certain Certainly, um, you know, their, their victory has given a good example to <coughs> all the workers, especially around in regional areas too. And we stay in Australia, where unfortunately it's not such a good piece of news um, and um, it's still a little bit unknown. This week, uh, refugee activists in the in both in Melbourne and Sydney tried to stop the deportation of a refugee 
who has been on a hunger strike for the last two weeks. Said, a stateless person whose English is um, very poor, um, is to be deported back to a war zone and his appeal to remain in Australia as a refugee was lodged too late. So that's why he was refused. Um, This punitive approach is an example of successive Australian government's repression of refugee rights. Now, of course, as we have announced before, demonstrations in all major cities in support of refugees will occur on um, Sunday 9th of April. And um, um, we can go to our website for details of the demonstration in Melbourne. But obviously, uh, if you go at the uh, Refugee Action um, Collective sites all around the um, the country you'll see where in your city is happening, and um, and of course, um, uh, Said was was held in the Broad Meadows Detention Centre f- um, until Friday, which we, he was then moved to a hospital, and then he was flown sometime at night or in the morning. It's been unknown to Villawood in Sydney, where there was actually another protest there, and that's the last I've heard of. I don't know if you've seen. I do. I've got a couple of updates on that. Um, so yeah. He's at, uh, as far as we know, he's at Villa Wood, although there is some speculation that he might have been removed. We do think he's still in the country. Um, the anti deportation action at Villa Wood did get a little bit violent across the night. Activists do have a roster right across the night and day. Um, so I understand that Serco staff in their vehicles have been ramming into protesters as a way to break the picket. There have been four arrests um, and two of the activists have now been charged with uh, assault police actually is the charge that they're looking at. So, excuse me. So, um, yes, defending um, Saeed and, and trying to maintain that anti-deportation action, but also defending and supporting those activists that are currently facing those charges. So these are, as, I, as we said, these are the fights that we are going into now. Moving on to uh, to our next story from Cambodia. This week, a young woman worker was killed and seven others hospitalised when a wood-fired broiler at their garment factory exploded. The Gentai Garment Company, located in the Tami district of Phnom Penh, employs nearly 2,000 workers and is a major supplier of Levi jeans. The garment sector in Cambodia employs hundreds of thousands of workers but is characterised by a race to the bottom where industrial injuries are common and workers' organising and union activities are frequently repressed. The situation for workers is further complicated by a political climate where general dissent is met by physical violence and ongoing detention. Yes, another story, um, another unfortunate um, event there with another worker killed. Um, we now go to South Korea, where the decision uh, earlier this month by the US military to build a new Terminal High Altitude Area Defence, or THUD, system in South Korea has sparked major protest from Korean anti-war activists. Activists are worried that the deployment of this new system will only serve to heighten tensions in the Korean Peninsula and make a war with North Korea more likely. Last weekend, anti-war activists from around South Korea converged on the small town of Seonju for a series of rallies and a festival. More protests are planned in coming weeks. In India this week, 300 workers held a sit-in protest at the Hyundai Motor Factory located in Tamil Nadu against the company's refusal to allow entry to two labour activists. Workers' anger at the union, the anti-union stance of management dates back to the factory's launch in 2008. 
Other major actions and disputes occurred in 2010 and again in 2012. Each time, the issues were working conditions and recognition of the workers' right to form an independent union. Similar issues have now seen 13 workers at Maruti Suzuki being jailed for life in northern India, plus the additional four who are on um, sentences of five years. That's right. And uh, we hope to bring you an interview with the um, Mar- some Maruti workers next week. That's right, listeners. We're not just evading that issue. I've been in regular contact with our comrades in India and we just weren't able to get it for today, but we will bring you that story next week. That's right. I'm sure our listeners know that we've got to cover a wide area lot. Of issues. Thank you for speaking on behalf of our listeners, Pierre. That's right. I know all of them. <laughs> moving on. Moving on, moving on. See how I get treated. Anyway, let's see. It's just on uh, nine past nine o'clock here on 3CR Radio. We now go to another fast-moving story, really, um, that um, that was an intentional campaign calling for the release of Elena Uruleva, who is a cotton activist in Uzbekistan and was the head of the Human Rights Alliance in Uzbekistan after she was arrested early this month as she was preparing to go to an international conference. Elena is an outspoken critic of forced and child labour in Uzbekistan cotton sector and her arrest is a reminder of the length of which the Uzbekistan government will go to protect the profits from the annual cotton harvest. The cotton industry is notorious for its use of forced labour and harsh practices that have been going for many years. Well, the good news of this is that I just saw that um, uh, late yesterday, Elena was actually released from detention. I'm not too sure if any of the charges were dropped, but she's out. So that's a good news story. And uh, moving to Lebanon this week, major demonstrations occurred around Lebanon in protest at a proposed new sales tax that will affect or disproportionately affect workers and their families who are already enduring low salaries. In one demonstration, the Prime Minister had to abandon his car when it was surrounded by protesters angry at the corruption and tax evasion that the government is not tackling. The tensions underlying these protests are similar to the You Stink demonstrations that highlight the government inability to solve social issues and provide for its population. So the You Stink, just for comrades, is the um, strike by the garbage collection workers in Lebanon that saw garbage piled up in the streets for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, There have also been support protests for the 14 Eusting activists who are facing trial. So we'll um, link some details to our website about that too. I still think that uh, that name Eusting, you know, you can't really get it more more succinct and all that. And part of it wasn't only a strike, was basically there's not enough um, rubbish disposals dumps. It's a very interesting uh, social industrial issue. Anyway, that's the end of the um, news roundup for today. We'll go to a couple of uh, news announcements and we'll be back with the interview with Mikyung Ryu about the working class movement in South Korea. Hey, are you wearing the latest 3CR t-shirt this summer? We have a limited number of 40th birthday t-shirts for sale. Designed by local artist Emily Floyd, these awesome Radical Radio t-shirts are available from our studios at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, during business hours. Or you can shop online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. For just $20 or $15 for kids' sizes, you can look great and help 3CR celebrate 40 years of Radical Radio. 
OCR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. It's just on 13 past 9 o'clock here on a beautiful Saturday morning. You're listening to 3CR Radio, Fabric Community Radio Station here and Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links as I announced earlier at the start of the program. I um, caught up with Miking Ryu. Mikyung Ryu, who is the International Relations Officer for the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions, and uh, to talk about the role of the unions in South Korea in the popular movement um, against the President uh, Park and the impeachment of her. As our listeners would know, South Korean President Park Yun-hee was impeached earlier this month on the back of massive popular demonstrations that started at the end of last year. Can you tell us the role of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions and unions in general played in the demonstrations leading to her impeachment? We can start the story uh, one year back. The major agenda of the former President Park was the regressive labor reform, which make it possible for the employers to ha- fire workers easily and uh, introduce a new wage system to cut wages and to proliferate all different precarious forms of employment. So early 2015, when the uh, KCTU's new leadership was elected, uh, we planned broader labor movement to stop this labor reform. So in the course of 2015, the KCTU staged massive collective actions and general strike and mass mobilization, which was culminated by the mass mobilization on November 14th uh, of 2015. Uh, which made the president of the KCTU was arrested and uh, sentenced for three years imprisonment. So after that, we continue the struggle uh, to stop uh, this regressive labor reform bill, uh, as well as the freedom of association and freedom of assembly and peaceful demonstration. So this struggle was continued and the corruption scandal uh, was revealed and we found that this uh, labor reform bill was pushed by the uh, government but all the big uh, transnational companies in Korea including Samsung and Hyundai and SK and so on they actually offer some bribery uh, to the government to pressure the government to push uh, this pro-business labor reform so everything became uh, very clear that behind the government, which had pushed the anti-labor legislation and anti-labor policy, uh, there was a big influence from uh, the conglomerates and they were colluded in the corruption and 
the same time, the, the various policies which was very harmful for the working classes. So the, when the people uh, started to the streets, uh, especially in front of the presidential house, the KCTU, the trade union movement, was a very uh, important part. And within the movement uh, on the corruption scandals and the financial treatment to the transnational corporation, the the Chevals, we the trade union raised issue. We found how the corruption scandal is related to the anti-labor policy. So uh, it made uh, the trade unions very important role in the broader movement. Do you think that given the trade union's role in these massive demonstrations and the number of workers that came out, do you think that has helped in people seeing unions in a more favourable light in South Korea? Yes. So since the October of last year, the 2016, the demonstration the candlelight demonstration uh, was held every uh, Saturday. And the members of the uh, KCTU, the, the trade union, joined that rally. Sometimes they brought their union flag and sometimes they also joined uh, this rally with their family members and friends. And uh, there are lots of basis to share the problem uh, of uh, this scandal and other uh, alternatives and how we can change the society. So at this space, the, all the people want to change the society and they was very disappointed with the country as a whole. So they, they want to change the whole uh, system, not only or not satisfied uh, with the impeachment of the uh, president or change the government only. So they all the people who were on the street uh, was very eager to find a way how to change the society and what kind of society do we want. So in that space, help the trade unionists and the ordinary citizens to exchange the idea and for the alternative society. From what you've just said, so do you mm-hmm. think the political significance of these demonstrations mm-hmm. and the removal mm-hmm. of President Park mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that a new set of popular movements will start to appear in South Korea dealing with different aspects of South Korean society and problems? Yes. At first, this protest and this movement made the people realise that we can do it when we protest together and when we stage a big movement we can change something so and then the power of the people was shown in the square where the candlelight visit was uh, mainly held but many people became to uh, think that this kind of uh, movement and this kind of uh, turnout should be uh, made not only the square, but also uh, their daily lives, their family lives and uh, their workplaces as well. So a big idea was came up that 
we uh, have to continue uh, this kind of movement in our workplace uh, to change our workplace as well. And to do that, we need uh, to strengthen the power of the union and we need to raise the union density. And we need a union uh, to change our workplaces. So this could be a trigger to strengthen the union movements in Korea as well. And following from what you have just said, what do you think the impact of uh, the removal of President Park is going to have on the workers' movement, say, for the rest of the year? Yes, it is impossible for the new government to continue the anti-labor policies and the regressive labor reform bill, which was driven by Park Geun-hye. So the acting president, the prime minister, announced the, the election day for May 9. So we will have an election and then we will have a new government. So from now to the, the election day, we raise all the issues which uh, the trade unions and workers are concerning, including the job creation for the young people and the strengthen the freedom of association and the trade union right for all workers, not only for the regular workers, for all workers, including precarious workers and migrant workers as well, and to strengthen the power of the workers and citizens to control or regulate the chebols, the transnational corporation based in Korea. So all this agenda will be uh, raised during uh, the election. And if we have a new government, it is very difficult for the government to push ahead with the uh, previous regressive labor reform bill. And they have to start a new policy to implement the demand uh, of the workers from the uh, square and from the workplaces. It sounds a very optimistic situation at the moment. Mm -hmm. But of course, there's still a number of trade unionists who are in jail that were jailed under President Park's government. Do you think there is a chance for them to be pardoned and to be let out in the near future? We hope so. As you mentioned, we have our President Han Sang-kyun in jail and he was sentenced uh, three years, and uh, we also have a lot of uh, our comrades in different detention centers or correction centers. And not only uh, this criminalization of the trade unionists, but the Park Geun-hye government pushed a massive uh, repression on trade union movement. So during uh, hard time, the teachers union, the Korean teachers and education workers union uh, was announced as outlawed union. The Bakkene government deprived uh, the legal status of uh, this union and the Korean government workers union also deregistered by the government and uh, a lot of administrative uh, directives was introduced to reduce the uh, trade unions' rights and workers' rights, especially in public sector. So all these measures could be redressed, and uh, we uh, will uh, uh, maximize our voice, uh, especially for the 100 days since the new government took into office. 
to remove all the administrative measures by the previous government to reduce the trade union's right and deprive the legal status and their liberty. So we'll push uh, the new government to release the, all the detained workers and restore all the legal status of the trade unions and remove all the illegal administrative measures to stop the trade union rights. As a final question, what can the international labour movement do to support our Korean sisters and brothers? Actually, uh, since the President Han Sang-kyun was arrested, a lot of uh, international solidarity actions and support was uh, delivered to the KCTU and this is very uh, well known to the KCTU members and as well as the whole society. So it was very uh, helpful for the uh, trade union movement in Korea to continue our difficult struggle. So I think uh, it could be very helpful when the international society join us to uh, raise our concerns and our action uh, on the new government. Thank you very much, um, Mikyung, and we certainly wish you all the very best and we'll certainly keep abreast on the, uh, on the developments and uh, certainly on behalf of the Workers' Movement in Australia, well done to your efforts over the last few months and we hope that you win. Thank you. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers since 1976. 26 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You are listening to an interview with Mikyung Riao from the um, the International Officer of the KCTU, uh, conducted by PMRO, a chap who I do this show with. That's right, uh, Giselle. That's uh, isn't aren't you lucky, eh? Um, <laughs> but um, look, I thought that was very interesting because. Um, It certainly does raise uh, issues about what's going on uh, in South Korea, their dynamics. And um, we were just talking um, while the interview was on about um, we've actually seen very little about some of the analysis of what's going on in in terms of the social dynamics and some of the demands, as Mick Hume said, you know, the the demonstrations didn't just want the removal of of the president, but a whole wholesale change of society, which... um, it's a very um, interesting and uh, positive element, but it could mean lots of things. Um, well, yeah, and, and it's consistent with what is happening around the world. I think really the challenge for those on the left like us is what do we do with the momentum that he's building? Because it can very, very, very easily be pissed away or hijacked. 
that, that's right. That's right. That's an interesting uh, words to use. Maybe there'll be a um uh, a an item, a topic for discussion later on in the year. I'll organise that for you, oh, Pierre. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, oh, look at that! It's twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, uh, we must o'clock. get yes. going. Thank you for tuning into the program. We will be back next Saturday from nine o'clock with more news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region. And um, and look, we might as well announce that we'll have an interview with the Maruti Suzuki workers, won't we? Indeed, we will. Um, so stay tuned. I mean, we, we're joking about it, but they are really in the throes of organising right now. It's a really, really big deal. This is the culmination of a massive dispute. And, uh, of course, these workers that weren't even on site um, at the time of the fire are now, fa- uh, are now in prison for the rest of their lives. All right, so that's all. You've been listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links every week at 9 o'clock here on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio. I'm Pierre Morrow. I'm Giselle Hannah, and coming up next is Palestine Remembered. Hey, this is Nick Rimpignau. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.